The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. Oh my, the presence of the Lord is here. Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and the honor. Father, we give you all the praise. We ask, perform that excellent work in our lives. Let your name be praised. In Jesus' most excellent name. Amen. All right. God mightily bless you. And I pray that today's teaching on faith for the Jubilee will bless your life. Our overall theme for the month is reaping in the jubilee. The, the thing about the jubilee is that when you hear the sound of the trumpet of jubilee, he said, let every man return to his own possessions. Let every man return to his possession and let every man return to his own family to, or to his family. And the verse number 11 of Leviticus 25 says, a jubilee shall be that 50th year unto you you shall not sow, neither reap that which groweth of itself in it, nor gather the grapes in it of divine undress. So don't reap, don't sow, and don't also reap to put in bands. Um, just go into the field, and anything that grows of itself, he said, for it is the jubilee, it shall be holy unto you, and you shall eat the increase thereof out of the field you will eat the increase thereof out of the field that means just go into the field and and whatever you find harvest it and take it home and eat but it takes a lot of faith to believe in this it takes a lot of faith to believe that you you can go and reap where you didn't sow because by the time you are going back to your family you are wondering would they receive me or not? And then you go back to a land, maybe whilst you were in slavery, some people have occupied it, and you have to go back and believe that that land will be vacant for you. So after that period of um, suffering, you now have to start believing that it is possible for God to bless you. This is the time for you to be blessed. The Jubilee is the period for the profuse blessings of God and his mercy coming upon people's lives and faith is a requirement to return to your possession and to your family but you cannot do this with worry worry is one of the greatest enemies of faith and today I want to spend my time dealing with worry anxiety, fear care, that situation where you spend more of your time 
thinking negatively than, than speaking positively. The sad thing about worry is that sometimes, no matter how you worry, you cannot do anything about the situation. As a matter of fact, worry is unnecessary concern and engagement over things you cannot change. You can't change it. You cannot do anything about it. The thing is beyond your power. Because if you could handle it, you don't have to worry about it. So if you know that your problem is you can't handle it, then give it to the one who can handle it. This is the season of the Jubilee when we should live without anxiety and without sorrow. Live without care, live without negativity, live without fear. And the message I'm preaching to you is just enjoining you, just like Jesus enjoined his disciples, not to worry. Jesus Christ was very strong in teaching his disciples. And I call it an enjoinment. And when you enjoin somebody, you are admonishing the person, you are encouraging the person, you are exhorting the person. So Jesus enjoined his disciples that they shouldn't worry. And look at the way he said it in Luke chapter 12 and the verse number 22. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, neither for your body, what you shall put on. I like that. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought. In your case, you are not only taking thought. You are planning budgets. You are writing things down. You are making resolutions. You are running around talking to one person after the other. One person after the other. And some, what you do is that at times you carry your problem and you tell about 10 people. And all the 10 people you are talking to cannot do anything about it. Those who can do something about it will not do anything about it anyway. Today you want to get to the place where you are taking no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life means don't even think about it. Don't think about how am I going to survive this corona period. How are you going to survive? It is written already. A thousand shall fall on your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh you. And if you believe it and you take that word, so shall it be. So don't take thought for your life. Don't take thought for your life. The most powerful thing on earth, the most potent thing on earth is the word of God. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Don't take thought for your life. What you will eat, what you will put on. What am I going to wear? What am I going to Where am I going to sleep? People are worried about accommodation. They are worried about so many things. And like I'm saying, many of the things you worry about, you can't solve it. Let me tell you this, people. All the rejection people are re rejecting you, the, the, the humiliation they are humiliating you, they are pushing you into your destiny. But because you don't know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called and are called according to his purpose, you are worrying yourself over things you can't change. Jesus said, don't take thought for your life. What you shall eat for the neither for the body what you shall put on he's enjoining them he's he's 
basically commanding them and saying, don't take thought, don't worry about this thing. The best thing you can do for yourself in life is sometimes just ref to refuse to think about the problems. Refuse to think about what you are hearing. Don't take every story you hear about yourself so seriously. You want to kill yourself. The, my, my greatest um, regret sometimes is people that commit suicide. If, if people that commit suicide. Um, if you commit suicide, well, some people normally say anybody who commits suicide will go to hell. So let's assume that they really go to hell because it's, it's better to assume that than the other one. Let's assume you, you committed suicide. And the reason why suicide takes you to hell is because God says that thou shalt not kill. So even if you kill yourself, it is murder. It's the English language that says it's suicide. But in terms of taking of life, you have taken a life you did not commit. So if somebody does abortion, it's, it's a murder case. If you killed yourself, suicide is also murder. Now, can you imagine you murder or you kill yourself, you commit suicide, and then when you get to the other side of the world, God opens your eyes and then he tells you, well, the thing you killed yourself over, just 24 hours before you killed yourself, your help was going to come just after 24 hours. So you killed yourself 24 hours before your help came. Or maybe God calls you and tells you, God, or God tells you, you know what, I'm judging you for killing yourself, but the truth about it is that what you killed yourself over was not true. It was a lie. Somebody just lied to you. People are worrying themselves excessively in life because of telephone calls they received, letters they received. And here is Jesus saying that, take no thought for your life. Don't take thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. Your health is your life. Your employment is your life. Your marriage is your life. He is saying, take no thought for your life. While you shall eat, nor for the body, what to put on. And in other two, in his enjoyment, enjoining them not to worry, but to have faith. Jesus did three things. He, he pointed three things out to them. Number one is what I call essence. Essence. Essence is a big word, and it, it simply means the substance, the soul, or the being of something. That is what essence is. Essence is what your existence is all about. Essence is the real you. Essence is the meaning of life. So, in the verse number, in the verse, in the verse number 23, he said, Life, the life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. What Jesus is saying is that He's, I'm enjoining you. Don't worry, don't care, don't be in anxiety. <laughs> Something just crossed my mind. In in the in normal language, when they say I don't care, it means you are careless. I don't care. But when the Hebrew children told the book of Nazar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. 
They are not saying they are not they are careless. No, what they are saying is that we are not going to spend our time anxious, confused, debating, getting ourselves depressed over this. So I want somebody to lift up your hand today and shout, I am careless. Oh, come on, scream it somewhere, wherever you are. I am careless. That means I don't care. I'm, I'm not carrying care. I'm not carrying anxiety. I'm not carrying fear. Positive way of looking at, I am careless. I don't care. But normally when you say, I don't, I'm careless, it means that you, 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 you are reckless. But in this context, when you say, I am careless, what you are saying is that I am not careful. That means I am not full of care. I am not careful. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not full of care. So Jesus is saying that the, the only way you can walk, he's saying one of the ways in which you can walk without care is to understand that life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. We are talking about essence, the substance. We are talking about the life. We are talking about the meaning. We are talking about the soul. So what he's saying to us is that, why are you thinking about food? The essence of life is not food. What Jesus is saying is that, this body you are carrying can stay 40 days without food and just on water. You can fast for 40 days on water and you will not die because the body is not food. There is something that keeps this body more than just food. 40 days, 40 nights on only water, you are not going to die. The body is not food. The body is more than food. The spirit of a man, the soul of a man, they sustain his body. The body is not only food. Look at oxygen. Oxygen is free of charge. You breathe in oxygen. And even if you wore a mask, some amount of oxygen will still get into you, though you struggle to get it in. But oxygen is free of charge. Food goes into your stomach. Oxygen goes into your lungs. God has made the oxygen free of charge. And he's giving you lungs that can capture this oxygen and keep your body alive. So life or the body is more than just food. You can't spend all your time worrying about food. What shall I eat? What will I drink? He said life is more than that. And the other thing he's saying is that, you know what? Physical life is more than just having food to stay alive. Because what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you have the word of God, but if you have the word of God, but you are starving physically, it is not as dangerous as having food physically but spiritually you don't have the word of god so jesus is saying that the, the the life of a human being he's saying that the life of a human being is more than just food it's more than just food so you can't spend all your life worrying about food you don't have food but you have the word of god 
I believe that in, in this period of the COVID, it's important to feed people. It's important to feed the hungry. It's important to get people water to drink. And we do a lot of it in this church and in this ministry. But I can tell you, we are giving people something which is more than food. Something which is more important than water. I hear people saying that, well, all these churches, they are just making noise, preaching all over the place. And they are not giving people food. They are not giving people water. They are not giving people shelter and so on and so on so forth but i can tell you authoritatively that the word which we preach is more important than food the, the the word we preach is more important than clothing the word we send to the people is more important than the other things you think they need in fact they need the word of god more than medicine they need the word of god more than um the oxychloroquine they need the word of god more than any other thing you can talk about because heaven and earth shall pass away but the word of god will never pass away it is better to die physically of starvation than to die of the starvation of the word of god so life is more than meat life is more than food life is more than food i've seen people and they are walking about in church and they are so depressed they are so confused and they say oh since i joined this church you know i don't have a job i don't have a house since i started following jesus i don't have a car i don't have a land god has abandoned me alone and i'm here and i don't have anything but hey baby you have eternal life you have salvation i'm not saying those things are not necessary but life is more than that life is more than marriage life is more than food life is more than house life is more than a car Li listen there are people who have got car but they have been lying in the hospital and they are on oxygen for seven months eight months they are in coma and they cannot sit in that car they have they there are people who have got food in the refrigerator, but their digestive system, their alimentary canal has collapsed and they cannot eat the food. Life is more than food. There are people that have got food and they can eat all the food, but they have got urinary retention issues and when they drink water, they cannot go and pee. So they are even afraid to drink the water. There are people who are going through all kinds of challenges. All the food in this world is with them. All the money is with them is in this world but they cannot because life is more than just meat and you must thank god that your body your life has gone beyond just food god has given you things that are more important than food the word of god i'm giving to you uh, is more important than food one day a woman told jesus jesus was preaching and preaching and preaching and a woman said blessed are the breast that this woman sucked and Jesus looked at the woman and screamed to the congregation said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the best in life. Martha and Mary, they were struggling over something. Martha was running around working, trying to get food ready, trying to get things done. And she's anxious and she's cleaning here. She's moving from here to here. And Mary is sitting by Jesus, just receiving the word of God. Martha came and said, Master, I am, I am doing all the work. And my sister here is doing nothing. She's just sitting down. Jesus looked at Mary and said, Mary, you are concerned about so many things. Mary, you are worried about so many things. Mary, you are concerned about things that are not important. Only one thing is needful. And that is the receiving the word of God. And your sister has chosen that. And it shall not be taken away from 
hair many of us today under the sound of my voice have been doing many things today you went to church today you cleaned your car today you went and bathed today you put some cream on your body you put some perfume on your body you put clothing on your body you did so many things today for the past about 15 hours 14 hours you've been doing a lot of things but you may realize that the amount of time you really gave to the word of God you yourself reading the word of God I'm not talking about listening to a pastor preach but you yourself reading the word of God you may realize you have not even spent up to 15 minutes reading the word of God it means the most important thing about your life has been neglected a wordless person is a wetless person a wordless person is a wordless personality if you are walking about on earth and there's no word in you you are worthless you have no value essence is the life he said the life is more than food so anytime you open your refrigerator and you see food in the refrigerator don't start laughing and don't start getting excited life is more than food jesus talked about a certain fool he called him the rich fool who went and harvested and he got a lot of harvest and he put it in the barns and then now he said now my soul arise and eat because you have had a lot of harvest and god said from heaven thou fool today your soul is required from you that man died that same day he had all the food and he, he thought by having food he had made it in life so anxiety if you are anxious and it has nothing to do with your salvation nothing to do with your eternal life that anxiety is a wasted effort so he said it's the life not more than meat and is the body not more than raiment he's talking about essence is the body not more than raiment now pastor chris when he says is the life not more than meat what he's saying is you are going to eat yam <laughs> you bought the yam you cooked the yam you did the stew huh so he said you have food but the life is more than the food the real life is your ability to have piling enzyme in your mouth to start the digestion that's the name of the digestive enzyme in the mouth Abby. and then you need a tongue and teeth a mouth to masticate the food is that correct and then you need a throat to ship the food now to your stomach is that correct and then you need hydrochloric acid and other enzymes in your belly to digest the food is that correct now you bought the yam you paid for the yam you cook the yam but the tiling the hydrochloric acid the throat the stomach where did you buy those ones from so what jesus is saying is that if god can give you the tiling and can give you the hydrochloric acid and can give you the throat and can give you the stomach if he can give you the machines he can give you the raw material for the machine 
The food is only the raw material. God has given you the factory. One body, one factory. Ernest, semi chow factory. I can give you the raw material. The food is only the raw material. The factory that makes the food good is your mouth, your tongue, your throat, your stomach, your enzymes. And God has given us all these things free of charge. But when it comes to the food, we think he cannot give us. How can God be able to give you a factory but cannot give you raw material? And that is why when you limit the Holy One of Israel, he gets grieved. Because you are saying, God, you can give me the factory, but you cannot give me the raw material. So Jesus is saying, life is more than meat. God has given you something which is more than the food. Oh, Jesus. If this man can buy a car, he can buy the fuel. If he can buy a car, why do you think he cannot buy the fuel for the car? Everybody under the sound of my voice, hear me. If God gave you tiling, <laughs> let me give you, let me, let me show it like this. Um, Pastor Chris, can you imagine people opening fuel stations in Bogatanga if there are no cars in Boga? By the time you see a fuel station, it means there are cars in Bogatanga. In the same way, if you have got a throat and you have a tongue and you have tiling that enzyme and you have hydrochloric acid in your stomach and you have stomach and you have large intestines and small intestines, it just means that the food is also on the way. Because God will not give you those things without earmarking food for you. So the fact that he's giving you all those things means that he has prepared food for you. So Jesus said, when you pray, pray saying, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. This day our daily bread. What he's saying is that every morning when you get up, as long as the body is alive, the daily bread for that body is supplied. Anybody who said an amen just received it. And, and you have to walk, you have to walk by faith into that. You have to get to a place in life where you know that food will never be a problem for you. Paul said something, he said, Godliness with contentment is great gain, and having food and raiment, therefore, let us be there with content. So the essence of life, the essence of life, he said, is, is the life not more than the meat? And then look at another thing he said, he said, and is the body not more than raiment? Shy! Today I was standing in the bathroom and I looked in our laundry bag, our laundry basket, and I saw some shirts, some shirts I had put in there, some shirts and some, some, some shirts like this, and then some polo shirts I had put in the laundry basket. When I looked at, my, at them, I didn't like them, because they were not like this one. It was the same kind of shirts, 
But as soon as I put them in the laundry bag, they didn't have a body to fit the body. Now, that is why when you go into a shop where they are selling shirts, apart from folding the shirts and putting them on the, shirt, on the shelves, they take one of the shirts and they put the shirt on the mannequin. That thing like a, like a that human toy, they put the shirt on the mannequin. And when you see the mannequin, the mannequin gives the shirt the form. So you see the shoulders and the, and the stomach and the arms and everything. And the shirt is around the thing. Then when you look at it, it's a shirt. Something is called a shirt because of the body. That means until you put it on a body, it is not a shirt. So when my shirt is in the laundry basket, it looks like a piece of fabric. It, it doesn't look like, like a shirt. You can call it a shirt. The thing is lying there and it is formless. It has no form. It has no shape. But when I take it and put it on my body, then the body gives the shirt a form. I don't know, Pastor Livingston, maybe you've ever given somebody a shirt or a pair of trousers or a pair of shoes before. You wear it and it looks very nice. But you give it to another person. And when the person is wearing it, you can't believe that this is the same thing you used to wear because the person's body is antagonistic to the shirt. Thank you for listening to Wind of Love with Eastwood Annabelle. For prayer and counseling, please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow. Stay blessed with lots of love.